Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 140, dude. 140. Jesus Cristo. <laughs> I guess. I don't speak German, John. <laughs> nice. What have you been up to, buddy? Oh, uh, you Some know. Packa? Yeah, pack of prep. We can get into pack of details later. But I'll yeah. just talk about my preparations. So I had three main things I needed to do. And first and foremost, get all that goddamn infinity train done. Yeah. And thankfully, uh, originally it was going to be 12 tables and then six. And then it came down to five, so that kind of helped fill everything out in the end. Sure. But even then, we still had to add a couple, you know, just random storage crates and a couple crap randos, like <laughs> crap like that. But um, pretty much got that all done. You know, there's a lot of late nights going into <laughs> probably. I had Tuesday and Wednesday off, and Thursday, obviously, and probably yeah. stayed up till two or three or four each of those <laughs> nights. Jesus and I really Christ. wasn't getting much sleep before then burned out my whole weekend so for those who put in a lot of time to get their shit done we had a pretty hard three three color minimum mm. for the tabletops you can know that the tos were matching your effort <laughs> pound for pound yeah uh the second thing i needed to do was get everything squared away for the infinity narrative tournament that i was doing yep so i think i've talked about it before but there's like a hundred cubes out there and there's like one real one everyone's trying to get. Yep, you did. And um, so I needed to print out a lot of dinky little things because yeah. we're using our own classified objectives. So I had to print out all those. And then uh, there was lots of clue cards and stuff like that that I had to print out. So thankfully for once, work was slow at the same time as Wapaka. Yeah. Usually it seems like both are like busy as fuck. So mm. When you leave early, you'd stress about getting your work done. And then when you stay into work, you're stressing about all the pack of shit you had to do. Yeah. So I was able to work on most of that at work and kind of get it all printed out. And then boy. Uh, I was going to have Kelly help out and cut them out and put them in the sleeves and everything else. So Kelly did maybe like... 12% of what was necessary. Was she, she too nauseous? Called, called it good. Due to the morning sickness effect? <laughs> nah, that, that is, that's pretty much cleared up. Uh, good. Like, she's in uh, like the pregnancy honeymoon phase right now. We're all the bed. The sickness has mostly gone away, but you're not a giant strawberry ready to blow. <laughs> yeah. You looked pretty entertained when we were sitting at dinner. And she just kept showing you picture after picture and video after video of what your baby probably looks like right now. <laughs> you had this blank stare. Yeah, well, I've, I've seen it all. So. Pretty funny seeing Raj in a real adult situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't happen well, too often. At that often. point, I was just thinking, God damn, I got to print out all, I got to cut all these cards out, get this all done. Last thing I needed to do was. The Fury Road kind of rules yeah. and all the accoutrements necessary to play. So that ended up basically the, the Friday during the day. I was kind of working on this shit. I knew how I wanted to run it all. Yeah. But like some of the key details had been hashed out. 
but we made like little tachometers so you kind of like rev your engine to the speed you wanted to go mm-hmm. and then there's a potential for a for a blowout or you know over, over overheating depending how you're going yeah um so between those three things i had plenty on my plate i think the infinity terrain turned out decent it had, a, it had a cohesive look to it yeah i think it looked good for what you paid versus what other people pay for a fucking <laughs> table of terrain yeah nobody was really impressed with it but yeah. um really all those things those are kind of like what i'm thinking of is like the filler for the tables yeah so i have like i want to do like one or two kind of really interesting one-off things for each table yeah and then you know what i had done would be the end the kind of filler to fill out the rest of it sure kind of paint the story i think part of your problem is probably that you're competing with really really nice really well done yeah repurchase terrain that you just can't compete with for what you're doing so uh well i mean you're People are looking at what you have, and people are looking at that, and it's like night. It, your stuff looked good, but up against that, like yeah. But your shit was a fucking twentieth the price or whatever. So yeah. there you go. Well, I agree with some of that. I think the the paint jobs on everything just blew mine away because yeah. I was just spray painting everything. Yeah, and they and were clearly weren't any highlights or any details or anything like that. Right. Um, but I think on the the purchased versus the. Foam. I think I can make some sweet things out of foam. Yeah. Like those aren't. All of those are basically not done yet. Yeah. And I need to okay. go back and sure do do some work on them. Okay. Um. So I think you know once you kind of hone hone your foam craft skill, I think you can equal or exceed the pre pre purchase stuff in quality because okay. basically that that shit all looks really similar and it has a yeah every table did really, look the same you know there are different companies and different brands but nobody yeah. is really thinking outside from the literally outside perspective the box. it literally it all looked the same like I, I thought it all was all from the same fucking the same set from the same place yeah. you couldn't tell a difference so. I can see why they did that because I was thinking about other things that I wanted to do yeah but in the end for speed purposes just making squares is always going to be the <laughs> easiest yeah. So this is just the start of, of what I'm going to be putting together for that. And I was pretty pretty stoked when I came back, and I've already started kind of working on this. The two th- main things I needed to do but I didn't really get done was, one, to seal it all. Yeah. So everything was unsealed on the table. Yeah. And it looked like it held up really well, though. Yeah. Like, there's maybe a couple things that I saw, but for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, it's foam. I was questioning, you know, are they just going to get shredded or what? Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, pretty much everything looked really good. There's a couple of repairs I'll have to make. The second thing I need to do is just weigh them down because they're really flimsy and flopping uh, around some of the items. Just tape some pennies to the inside and the bottom. Ah, uh, well, yeah, I think what I'm going to do for most of them is just shove nails in there. Yeah. Like a lot of it is uh, modular, so those, everything stacks on itself. Yeah. So um, just taping pennies or whatever, you know, that uh. depending, it will prevent it from stacking or it might show you know depending what you're going to do so right working on some kind of nails but the, the main issue was the the walls and um so i'm going to be gluing putting them together in two packs and then kind of weighing them down i did one already yeah I'm putting a little poster putty okay underneath the nails so they're kind of sticky they're heavier there's two of them and basically mm. they're pretty much solid okay after that sure but yeah that that was my road to pack a mm. long <laughs> it was hard me it's worth it. Having only done AOS and having already based everything, <laughs> I didn't have to do anything for Pekka. So mm-hmm. I've been fucking hobbying like a fiend since I finished that last bore. I got really gung ho on some Infinity, mm-hmm. so I f- painted up a Diva Bot. 
that turned out really awesome. Started working on an Asuras. Just started painting on that yesterday. What's the, what's the Asuras? Uh, it's sort of like a diva. It's just like a, what's a human-shaped <laughs> female robot. Automaton? Okay. Yeah, a robot that looks like a woman. But this one's kind of cool because the first one was more intended to look like a human, whereas this is shaped like a human, but the skin, like the tits are exposed, mm-hmm. and the skin all just kind of flows with this weird vesty thing she's wearing or it's mm-hmm. wearing and uh, it's a real cool model i think i don't think it'll take that long to paint up either compared to that stupid diva bot because there's so many little segments and pieces on that fucking yeah. thing and you just get bogged down in beast. it it's a really fun thing to paint though and it's also really cool because you could just pick a little fucking armor plate segment and be like all right i'm just gonna sit here and paint this mm-hmm. and then half an hour later you're done with it and then you can do another you can just bail so it worked out really well some kind of gung ho to next so time. So you utilize the, the painting, painting the foot technique, my man. <laughs> yeah, it worked really well too. Once the foot was done, I was fucking gung ho. So yeah, I think that that'll work on anything. Basically, just finish one tiny little piece of it to one hundred percent, and then be like, God damn, that's a nice looking yeah. foot. Right? <laughs> that's a nice looking gun right there. That's all it takes, dude. <laughs> just to keep the money, rather than you know, if your mojo's in the drags. Even just working on one model and doing it in layers, you're not seeing enough progress. To right. Yeah, because if you're like, if I would have done that diva bot by the usual strategy, which would be paint, like base coat the fucker, yeah. and then do all the fucking blacks, well, A, it wouldn't be done because I'd be bogged down and just be like, eh, fuck this. And B, it's just, if, it would have just dragged out. I, it, I don't know. I wouldn't have enjoyed it like I did. So it's nice yeah. to see progress limb by limb yeah worked out really well it's a really interesting way to think about it because when you're really painting that whole model you're kind of like multitasking like 10 or 12 different things each leg yeah everything's the different colors so the issue with multitasking is never get anything done and then you feel like a piece of shit (laughs) sometimes you even miss little parts when you're doing that Mm -hmm. then you gotta fucking go back and mix a previous highlighter to it yeah so kind of like starting at one limb and then working your way in I think is a really valuable yeah. strategy, especially yeah, at the skirmish scale. Yeah. You know, this is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> at the Army the, level. The old 8th edition <laughs> level, but uh, just thinking about going back. I don't think everybody's happy that's done, so no more Army painting for anybody ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've been really, really stoked to paint some Infinity, and then otherwise, mm, that's about it for hobbying. But mm-hmm. I've been working on it every day, maybe an hour a day, so... At this rate, the whole fucking force will be done in no time. Here, I was talking to Emil because he plays LF as well mm-hmm. at the event, and he was—he's like, "Well, based on what you're painting, I can tell you're not playing any." Because <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, "You should probably like figure out a good list." And I'm like, "Well, I just built a random list because who cares?" Yeah. And he's like, "Well, you're gonna paint stuff you're never gonna use, but I don't mind painting a few I'll never use because." It was really good practice. The first just one, just getting out your into style. the scale, yeah. yeah. But the, else. I think he's I'm right. Sure against just playing Oz, it's not going to be yeah. a fucking issue. <laughs> I don't. Un- I don't have any concept of the game, and so I think what I need is someone to assist me with a proper left list. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I took some of Emil's recommendations. Hint, I'll hint buy an Achilles our, here our shortly. Listeners? What's that? Is that a hint to our listeners? <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> so. Meal recommended an Achilles and a couple other yeah, things. Yeah, I so. think uh, I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to pick up a few of the models he recommended. Yeah, did you Probably. see that new one that just came out, the 10 year? Yeah, it's I did. Really it was like holding the the head of some other creature. There's a couple, either a sword or a head. He's got two different head. arms, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the one I was going to pick up. It's, it's like over twice as expensive. 
Yeah. The model's cooler. Two of them. I didn't really care too much for the first Achilles model. Yeah, this one too, the, his body looks really cool. Like his sword is kind of not really appealing to me. Yeah, I, I like it better some, than the... Some Chaos Warrior steel, now we're talking. Uh, I like it better <laughs> than the weird critter head arm that just holding the head of something he hacked off. I'm, I think that one's pretty meh. But mm-hmm. I like the... He's got like a pimp and suit of armor on, so the the 20 or 10th edition model whatever it is mm-hmm. it's pretty cool so yeah either way i'm cool. stoked i'd i'm about as poor as i've ever been right now so i can't afford <laughs> to fucking buy the models i want <laughs> so but once i it'll take me a couple months probably to paint through what i have mm-hmm. and what i intend to use i'm gonna do up some more tack bots and then a couple maybe a diva or two a surus okay. uh, definitely a hacker <laughs> yeah i think i think that's a good approach kind of what i'm i'm trying to take is just paint what i have yeah skim off stuff i got a, some extra shit so i don't know if i'll uh end up get i probably will i got an extra diva an extra diva bot a couple other random things so it feels like i have too much of that shit now because i just end up getting like three or four starter type boxes little boxes to begin with so either way i'm pretty stoked on that Badass. Well, let's skip the email of the week. Just get into the event of the week, which is fucking Wapaka. Yeah, Wapaka is going to be the event of the week again, Raj. Yeah. <laughs> Probably at least one more time after this. Still, <laughs> I see you said we it. Talk about something uh, else. Yeah, yeah, I see you said it. Yeah, we'll talk about Holy Wars in a couple episodes because I'll be off at that. Mm-hmm. So okay, my Wapaka started Wednesday. Yeah, you got started early when I went to the airport after work to pick up bubbles. Brought him back, and then we all end up going out to dinner, and then we went and sat at the bar for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, was, it was a good time, hanging out with Bubs, shooting the shit. Was there any talk about the beer prices again? Was he amazed once again? Uh, yeah, he brought it up once or twice. <laughs> we were we went to Goose, and we're buying decent beers. So, if you're, I mean, that's 4 bucks a pint. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, one thing about the alehouse prices is they're actually, I don't know, for – for central Wisconsin people, they're actually getting up there on the high end. Yeah, <laughs> like four fifty a pint, mm. depending what you get. Yeah, um, but okay, rolling in, picking up the Bubsy. Did you drop him off then Thursday or how? Thursday morning, I took him out to pack at about ten thirty on a slick jaunt out of work. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to work Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get off, so I was like, well. All my my whole team has an annual ski trip that I never go on, so it was a ghost town around there. Anyway, I'm like, I got time to drive off the pack and back. Scoot out there, buddy. <laughs> come home, and I come home, pick him up, and he's like, "Can we go to Kmart?" Because he needed like a belt. We'd <laughs> 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 forgotten some shit. Deodorant. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shopping at Kmart. <laughs> nice. Happens to be right by Century, so that's one. That one's a bit of a gamble. But <laughs> It all panned out. Did you come back Thursday night then? No, I didn't. Okay. I had about 20 things I needed to do. Mm-hmm. My my Thursday was basically working on the fucking buildings yeah. and everything up until like 5 o'clock p.m. Yeah. And my target to get there was at least get there by 8 mm-hmm. because I was bringing the fucking sound system for the Infinity After Hours room. Okay. The blast that Linkin Park dubstep <laughs> remixes all night. <laughs> no wonder no one went in there. <laughs> uh, so then from about five, I started packing, and I was packing from like probably like 5 to like 6.45, and like everything just like barely fit in there. Yeah. Because I had shit ton of Infinity terrain. Like some of it was super modular, so like everything but those buildings fit into like two two bins. Yeah. And then I just didn't have any more bins, so they're just kind of sitting Lander. all over my car. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucking cool. Yeah. Um, 
But then, yeah, at, at one point, I was like, hmm, like, should I bring, like, Warhammer stuff? Yeah. Like, You're well, like, no. <laughs> there's room, I'll see. And then at the end, I'm like, well, uh, there's definitely no room. Yeah. I can't see myself digging around trying to come up with a list or something while I'm there. So um, what went on Thursday night then? Thursday is, is pretty chill. There's maybe 30 to 50 people maybe during the course of the evening hanging out. can't really remember too much about it. It was just kind of low-key. Uh, me and Bubbles were crashing in the room together. We got the after hours set up. Um, I think just Fetter, one other guy, got a game in on there. Uh, Bear, Bears after hours tables are really dope. They were uh, fucking epically cool, dude. Yeah, in that they were like a lot of it was just like kind of junk that he had, just like boxes, like junction and old, boxes, old electronics and, and stuff like yeah. that. But in the low lighting conditions, multicolors and stuff. Like it didn't didn't really matter that they were just like kind of base coated or had like a light uh, kind of dusting of highlights. It just looked fucking good. Like we're gonna see pictures of all that up on the blog. Um, that's what he should do. Yeah, I don't think we took anything. Maybe I'll get Schwant to post those on the blog. Yeah, but um, yeah, they turned out really fucking cool. So one was like a kind of like an oil rig type platform like or something like that. Dual, There's like dual a, level. Yeah, and it's really cool because there was a big, on the upper level, it was kind of like a big, like a hollow square or something like that. So you could see down on the bottom. Yeah. So it was really cool. The fake water Maybe. effect was, it was, he had used clear caulk and just kind of smeared it around the base. It looked like water. There was lights underneath. Mm-hmm. That was all really cool. It was, a, the, the lighting was pretty nice because Friday night me and the old lady went in there and made out for a while because nice. nobody was <laughs> just rolled under the table <laughs> yeah, we were thinking about banging under a table <laughs> don't need anybody nice. walking in and seeing my ass bouncing up and down <laughs> um, yeah so the overall light levels were pretty good yeah. on that rig especially if you had maybe just like some glow in the dark dice or uh, using, using like an iPad for your list and all your rules. You had yeah. the illumination. Yeah. Like it really wasn't enough to read a, a piece of paper. Right. But uh, give us some good ideas for next year. We'll probably throw in some black lights. Um, yeah. And try to get some more light in there that way. And then you yeah. can, you know, there's different kinds of paints you can use like that to kind of reflect. And sure. You can probably get some really cool effects like that so yeah well the whole rig turned out pretty awesome so yeah then rather than trying to describe it all we should just put up some pics because mm-hmm. i think it'd be way more beneficial the other one was like a nomad like a supercomputer or something like that like the floor lit up and then yeah. there was like all these kind of we're trying to be little server banks and stuff like that so yeah it was a i was impressed really fucking cool put some yeah. cool shit together what what he worked together so friday did you come back friday um, Friday. Saw your ass yeah, I did AOS, right? dude. Yeah, that was Represent the Age of Sigma HPBs. tournament. There was only like huh. fif- fourteen or sixteen of us in there. I don't remember. Chill, laid back. Yeah, it was really fun though. I, we had four games. They were an hour and a half each, so they were smaller. And everybody, everybody I played, maybe not the first bro, but everybody only had a few games in before that. So no, <laughs> yeah. so everybody was learning. It was real fucking chill and cool. I had a really good time with it. The scenarios, I think, could have been a little more involved because in the end, a lot of them were still just kind of smash them up. Mm-hmm. But it was also, you know, the win or lose didn't matter how much shit you lost. It was just about focus on killing a specific model or unit or general or something like that. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I did get to play against Andrea Schwant's Stormcast Eternals. That was interesting. Uh, <laughs> the fucking Space Marines. How was it? It was just... I was looking at it. It was just kind of cool to see them all in the flesh yeah. versus the, the photos. Their the meteor 
than you would Gigant- think. Yeah, they're gigantic, chunky, chunky monkeys. I'm surprised we don't already see fuck those bros converted up with fucking bolters and shit for Space Marines. Yeah. I'm sure it's happening All somewhere. All you gotta do is just swap the helmet. <laughs> like, yeah. Some of them are have or close just combat stuff, it. so. Yeah. Just, uh Putting, like, power weapons and bolters, you'd be all set. That would be all you'd have to do. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. They're they're pretty powerful, but it's such a small army that the Iron Guts just run them right over. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. So nice. that was fun. Otherwise, so in terms of what I played, I didn't really play anything that I hadn't played in Eighth. But you know, obviously everything's different. But that was cool to play that. And um, how'd, how'd you do in the end? How'd you? I don't even know where I came out. in the rankings. I took. I had a loss the first game, two wins and a draw. So I did all right, better than average, and I ended up taking the Best Appearance Award. Excellent. Working for the HPBs. Yeah, I'm a goddamn champion. <laughs> goddamn champion. <laughs> so it was fun, though. I, was, I wasn't sure I was going to be into it or not, but it turns out it's exactly the, the way an eighth tournament would have been, except mm-hmm. without the tedious, same old bullshit that eighth became at the end. So and then I didn't have to fight Carl Franz. I didn't have to fight Nagash. <laughs> so, or who's the fucking elf bastard? Yeah, Malekith. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have to fight him. So it was it was really good. It was really low-key. seemed like everybody was having a good time. So, Do you think that would carry over to like Adepticon or, or somewhere Wars? else? Or was it just... Uh, we'll I'm, see. I'm sure Holy Wars will probably have a similar yeah, kind of laid-back vibe. I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh... Hard to judge. I think it will for a while until everybody gets it all down and gets into competitive mode. Mm-hmm. Because everybody I played, you know, everybody we're knew. doing shit out of turn sequence because you just forget your hero phase or to cast a spell and nobody gave a shit. It's like, ah, oh, just fucking go do it. Who cares? You know, or I forgot mm-hmm. to move this guy. I've already done this, but nobody cared. It was real low key. So right now it's still in the real fun phase because nobody's being a super oh, dick God, about it. Nice. <laughs> So. It's really awesome, and some dicky people are eventually going to ruin it. Yeah, that's, that's what true. You're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, uh, you were doing that. I was working on my Fury Road shit. Yeah. Printing out my tachometers, assembling them. Yep. And then Kelly swung on over. I think Brett came over Friday, too, right? Yeah, she did. Okay. Yeah, so we had some gals in the action. The Warhammer Widows are pretty active this year. <laughs> it was kind of weird because... Ryan was telling me Crystal's been trying to like organize all these things and everything else yeah and like they kind of fizzled each year <laughs> and then she's like fuck it like I'm not gonna do anything this year and then she's been like bombarded with messages <laughs> like <laughs> chicks showing up or like what's going on and, uh, I think they had like their best best year as far as a number of ladies joining in yeah. and well, it was bound to catch on eventually and, yeah <laughs> so it was cool to see so Kelly joined in on on some of that action but Basically, we had the opening ceremonies. So if you hadn't seen, Mr. Bear and me recreated a full Immortan Joe outfit for me. He decked yes. out himself in the, I can't think of what the name of it, but the large man who's his son from Fury Road <laughs> with yeah. the weird rubber thing on his face and then like the you know, big backpack. And given like Bear's there. physique versus that guy's physique, physique <laughs> I had never even put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> That's like night and day, man. And then we had you joining, and uh, Tupper, 
and Bubs, Bubs as, as War, Boys. War, War Boys, yeah. yeah. And we had Mikey G as our Mad Max, chained with the mask. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the blood bag. The blood bag, yeah. Well, that was... I've seen some videos of this on Twitter already, so I don't know if there's anything that's made it to YouTube or not, but... I retweeted yeah. the one I saw. Check out like, the, the Twitter. Check out the Twitter feed. It was pretty fucking entertaining. Everything else. Bubbles was on fire. He was really owning it. <laughs> yeah. He was well. I think he was into his cups. <laughs> he was coming up. Yeah, with some he was real doozies there. He wanted to like squirt coke in his face. Yeah. And they're like, we gotta go. Like, we don't have time for the coke. Like, it's a good idea. We just don't have time. <laughs> Seat of the pants, getting out there. So it was fucking. Pretty fucking cool, yeah. the, the way it all turned out. Yeah, it was really Everybody awesome. Everybody seemed enthused about that, and then we were able to well, kick it into the, the Fury Road. There was supposed to be a video. Oh, there's still a video coming. Has it? Okay. Hasn't landed yet? No, it hasn't landed. What's the ETA on that? Uh, about registration time, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> all righty then. Sweet. So, uh, cool. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, so the Fury Road, the Fury was, Road went down. was pretty dope. I just pulled off. Pulled off the wig and the mask and... Wore the uh, whole setup still? Yeah, I was wearing it all. I was running the rig. Yeah. And the game was really fun. Um, people have been asking about the rules and stuff like that. That was like the first kind of play test of the game. <laughs> so a lot of the... I don't have an issue creating rules for things. I can kind of get a good feel yeah. for how everything's going to work out. So it kind of worked out. A lot of the movements and stuff was really dynamic and kind of cinematic the way you'd move your vehicles around yeah but a, kind of the issue that you require a play test is like the pacing and the stuff like that yeah um or like how many hits should some something take or, or something like that right but it was fine it lasts about 90 minutes they did take down the rig um about halfway through so and people are starting to lose interest around then so yeah it so it worked out, out. It worked out really well yeah um so I'm gonna I'm gonna work on the rules and, and stuff like that, and I could use a few tweaks here or there. But I think is fucking solid. Yeah, and people had a blast participating. And next year we're gonna do it for sure, and then okay. we'll probably do like some kind of drag race kind ah, of thing too with okay. people's vehicles. So we're gonna have people build their own vehicle, and then beforehand you'll send me a picture of it, and then I'll come up with the rules for it in the final <laughs> scenario. Okay, cool. So you can literally do whatever you want to do, <laughs> and then I'll just you know, gotta assign be some kind of rule to it. Restricted to ground-based vehicles, or can we have... Yeah, we're going to be cars, trucks. We're probably going to have like a size threshold. Some type of hover machine, perhaps? <laughs> this is Fury Road, dude. Oh. This isn't... I don't know what you're, this isn't what you're thinking. Craft about. World Fury Road? Craft World. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to get like a Dark Aldar, <laughs> like... <laughs> barge or whatever those things are. Okay, sweet. So the Fury Road went off. That was Friday? That was Friday. Many drinks were had. Okay. Did you come back Saturday? Yes. I was there Saturday in the early afternoon and bounce around, had about, well, Friday I had like five donuts, probably ten coffees. <laughs> mm-hmm. Saturday I think I had three donuts and maybe five coffees. Yeah. <laughs> there was some kind of fucking coffee cake out thing. That had like nuts on it. Oh yeah, and, like frosting, and it was a fucking hearty treat. Mm. So if I just came back Saturday to bum around. Mm-hmm. I end up sitting and watching the 40k narrative campaign. Um, the Skullbros were all playing on one table, so it was Hagen, Braska, Sambo, and Rotor, and 
I wanted to watch a game of 40K because perhaps I'll fucking start dabbling. Dip my fucking, just the tip in there. <laughs> do you still have a couple Eldar models? Yeah, I do. I don't know that I'd play Eldar, yeah. but that's a whole nother. I started looking at the Peel models. Guard. You're a Peel of Guard man through and through. <laughs> at work, I started looking at the models this week, and I got completely overwhelmed, so I just gave up. Yeah. You don't even know where to start. But anyway, I watched that game, and all four of those bros of have really awesomely done models. So it was really cool to watch, and they're fucking hilarious. Like, Rover's <laughs> fucking hilarious just to sit and watch and listen to. He's just cracking jokes, and... It was all about forging the narrative. <laughs> so they were fucking. The narrative was being well forged over there. <laughs> and then Rotor's fucking tower, super awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. How, he must be airbrushing those camel yeah. patterns on, but they're fucking super cool. And then like tape Hagen's off and speed freak orcs yeah. are just epically awesome too. Mostly scratch built vehicles and mm-hmm. mobs and mobs of orcs packed into them. And, <laughs> and then the other two bros had demons and marines. Uh, both chaos, but so I've seen all those things to death. But they were still really well done, and it was cool as shit to watch. <laughs> the fucking the Hagen slash Rotor team was on fire, just kicking ass. So plus, then they're like, "All right, smoke break." <laughs> so nice. That was really fun to watch. So I got got me stoked on that. I'm still gonna do some digging into that. Perhaps when I start wrapping up some of this Infinity stuff, I might pick up a model or two of whatever I decide to go with. I would have bought some at the event, except the bro that was out there with the models didn't have any 40K shit. Mm. So probably a good thing. Yeah, he was in a real conundrum over what to bring. Yeah. He was like, well, usually I just bring all the Warhammer stuff. Uh, next I'm time, like, bring it all. What should I bring? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, just bring all the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be X-Wing, Infinity, there's Malifaux, yeah, basically whatever you Anything have. You I just don't know. Yeah. You know, people are going to see people playing other stuff. They're going to get stoked. Mm-hmm. And if you can be there to just... Yeah, if there were 40K... Capitalize it. Just like a 40K character model or, some, or small box I would have bought for Probably sure. Snagged whatever or, I decided to pick up, but... Uh, again, I don't even know where to start, so mm-hmm. I have to get some kind of overview of that. Maybe Butch is still into that. I don't know, but I have to ask around. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some 40K podcasts that give some <laughs> general overviews on the different forces at this point, because I think a new edition came out last year from Something like what Hagen that. was telling me. Okay. So, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Watched that, and then went out to dinner, and then ended up hitting up the Titty Club with <laughs> five other bros. Five anonymous, yeah, anonymous gaming, gaming brothers, which was pretty fucking entertaining. The good old wall pack of landing strip has been breached. <laughs> it was a fucking going into the troll cave. That's yeah. kind of dangerous. It was a five dollar cover charge, and they had a special four dollars for sixteen ounce silver bullets. <laughs> it was fucking sixteen ounce wide mouth bottles, like aluminum bottles. So mm-hmm. we were fucking hitting those pretty heavy. And <laughs> uh, what are the quality of these babes, man? A lot of heavy women. <laughs> it was, oh, nice. It was a lot of fucking joke cracking and laughing <laughs> and Tom fucking foolery. <laughs> so it was well it was well worth the entertainment. It was really oh. fucking weird to see like well overweight <laughs> women dancing around. <laughs> fucking awesome. Man. Yeah. So were you around for the, the feats of strength? No, I missed it all. Outside? I uh, cut out of the titty bar like maybe 11.30 or something, yeah, and okay. I was like, fuck it, I'm just going home because this is going to get out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Well, the feats were, were fucking awesome. Oh, yeah? Year. Yeah, they were going on in the bar area. So, I don't know, like, Bubbles and, and Hanson were running it. Yeah. And I don't know if they were talking to the bartenders or got them involved or somehow because I'm like, 
if this place had an HR department, they're not going to go. <laughs> like, if their boss is here, there's no way. <laughs> it's going to be some approved, but insurance issues. They were cool with it. And so we had, it was like 13 or 14 competitors. So it started out with like a push-up contest. Bubbles was calling it out. Up, down, yeah. up, down. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's setting the pace. Yeah. Um, got some long down times. Um, <laughs> some, some up, down, up, down. Some real speedy stuff. So I kind of weeded down to eight. Yeah. And then we had an arm wrestling contest. Oh, shit. And that kind of narrowed it down to four. Okay. And then at the four pack, there was... Uh, I think it's a, it's a squat. Just sit with your legs 90 degrees as long as you can. Oh, yeah, against the wall? Like No, not sits? against the wall, just sitting in the oh, air. okay, just floating. <laughs> yeah, so at this point, it was McClure. Oh! Chris U, uh, this guy from Lacrosse, who I'm not sure of his yeah, name. Yeah, with the mustache? Yeah, mustache. I think it was Greg. I talked to him a lot, but anytime I drink, I forget shit, but I think okay. it was Greg. Yeah, there's one other cat. I can't remember, because whoever the fourth one was, he... He fell early, and it was down to those three. And basically, all three were given out almost simultaneously. But that lacrosse bro uh, ended up taking the digger first, yeah. so it came down to McClure <laughs> and Chris Yu. And then uh, McClure and Chris Yu down to the final two. No shit. And then at this point, Zach Lopez from the Choops yeah. came over. You tag in. Tagged <laughs> <laughs> in. He he'd been chatting with a lot of the bartenders, and he said. Listen, uh, the bartender has a good idea. Um, he's going to. They have an empty keg right now. They're going to get it. He's going to let us take it outside and throw it. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Oh, wow. so we fucking gave the guys a break, and then we headed up outside. So they kind of lined up on the parking lot, and then they're throwing it into the snowbank. The weather was decent this yes, year. Yes, it so. was nice and warm, like kind of mid thirties. Fridays was Friday was pretty evil, but otherwise it was nice it was all weekend. Nice and kind of bright out there. Um, so it was Chris Yu and McClure, <laughs> and uh, Chris Yu, he fucking tossed that keg. He went first, so it was best of three. Yeah. And then McClure didn't throw it quite as far, and then Chris's second one was even further, <laughs> and then his third one was even further yet. Oh, Jesus. While McClure's, sadly, he his power was waning, <laughs> was and his shorter. second one was shorter, and then his <laughs> last one was the shortest. So Chris Yu... Fucking taking home the feats of strength. <laughs> oh, and nice. the only reason he he signed up because Brad was going around for the club challenge. Yeah, you need maximum participation. Right, best shot. So <laughs> we need a guy to go in like you're it, and he fucking yeah. stepped up and sweet. That's fucking a pack of magic right there. Bubbles was conveniently injured. This yeah, year. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to check his testicles and see if yeah, this shit's legit. I'm going to have to blow in his pee hole and see, <laughs> see what goes on there. So, all right. That, so that was, that was Saturday. fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Next year, Barrel have top. to get an empty keg yeah. just so we can. When, like, I like go in the room or the hall and like Bear and J-Jack just playing X-Wing. I'm like. Did you just you guys were just playing X Wing the whole time? Did you see that keg toss? <laughs> you missed the whole fucking keg toss <laughs> sequence. <laughs> we used to do a back at some of the things I'd go to in the day. There'd be a hammer toss event. There'd be a men's hammer toss and a ladies hammer toss. I like oh, the yeah, idea nice. of tossing shit. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like the Saga Storm. I think they do a hammer toss. Yeah, get some cables. Yeah, they'll get some fucking telephone poles. Uh, that we'll do oh, in the parking lot. Toss, yeah. <laughs> Crush a vehicle or two. <laughs> Everybody's insured. Yeah, All so right. that 
was fucking amazing. So, Big Sunny? thanks to everybody who participated yeah, in that. Yeah, sounds like it. Now I'm kind of sad, but I had a damn good time. So uh, Sunday, were you around Sunday? Uh, I don't no, think I saw I skipped yet. out Sunday. Okay. <laughs> I was like pissing on that it. was the end of the Hastings Pack experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was running the Infinity Narrative, Yeah. and it was super chill. The way we did pairings was I kind of just put people in order. They would grab their objectives, and then they'd head out, and then you could set up on a table, and someone would come and play you, or if somebody was already at a table, you could just go and play them, kind of arrange it however you want. Sure. So it was in. It was kind of loosely in an order of who signed up first. Um, and each table was you know different, and then each with its own scenario. Yeah. So throughout the course of the tournament, it was pretty open with who you could play, but you couldn't play on the same table. You couldn't play the same mission. You couldn't play the same persons you had already played. Right. And then adding in round two, we also added you couldn't play a club mate because okay. um, there was some collusion going on, which uh, which was fine, but I just didn't want people playing each other. Sounds slippery. Um, okay. Yeah, so the way they did it was they got clue cards. They started out with some for participating in other Infinity events there. If they won them, they got some better clues. Okay. There was some money mixed in. So the clues were saying where the winning box was or what? Yeah, so each cube had a seven-digit identifier. Okay. So it had four numbers and three letters, and you could get a clue. They kind of ran the gamut from a real shitty clue, yeah. which there was different levels, would say... It is not this specific cube, so it would eliminate one. Yeah. Out of a um, thousand or how? Out of a hundred. Out of a hundred, okay. And then the next one up would say the first digit isn't seven, and uh, you'd look and it would eliminate about ten of them. Yeah. And then okay. the next level up would be a little bit more specific and eliminate about 20, and then the best ones would eliminate about half of them. Yeah. It would say, like, the second number is odd or something like that, so you could just... Yeah, knock them off, and then you kind of narrow it down, working between all those. But it wasn't, it wasn't possible to get it one hundred percent. So, um, just working with the clues, you could narrow it down to like three to five okay. cubes and kind of gun for those. So you won your game, you get a cube. When you do your classified objectives, I provided all those. So those came with their own rewards. So you got cubes for winning games. You didn't just pick them up off the table or something. Yeah, no, the okay. way that. You know, in the scenario was, you know, this hacker guy distributed all these. So to get the cubes, you'd have to complete certain um, puzzle Indeed. puzzles or scenarios. Basically, this the missions were ITS missions. Okay. I don't know enough about Infinity yet to kind of tinker around and right. do that kind of stuff. So sure. the, the classifieds were just the regular classifieds, but each one had its own reward. So you'd have to kind of balance out a more difficult one to get but it might have a better reward versus one you can get for sure sure and then after each game they would report in to command who was me and then depending how they did i'd either you know congratulate them or kind of lay into them for a <laughs> shitty performance and kind of give them like a bonus or a detriment okay. depending on how how they wanted to do and yeah it was really awesome going into the the second round because people had a lot of clues and like impromptu some people formed along club lines yeah for factions Uh, it's a single player your clues if you want yeah you could depending on how you got the clues you'd either just have the knowledge of it or you'd have the actual clue card okay which would be more valuable some people will know you weren't lying yeah (laughs) but yeah like different factions formed so somewhere along club lines and then some more like all the Yujing players, I think, got together and decided to work <laughs> together and 
Uh, everybody had call signs that they use. Yeah. And one of my favorite moments was Rick was like, oh, we need to find who Alpha 2 is. Like, we think Alpha 2 might have the cube that we want. And he's like, Raj, who's Alpha 2? And then I just, like, look at him and smile. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, don't say a word. He's like, thanks, Raj. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha 2, who's Alpha 2? <laughs> uh, so but, yeah. everybody had a good time then? Like, yeah, was, like, people really loved that, like, kind of almost like Survivor kind yeah. of, like, <laughs> uh, shit in between the rounds. And it kind of just added a whole new dimension to everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, the gameplay was super chill. Um, it did come down to the last table the way that we did the matchups you could burn command tokens which i also provided at the beginning yeah um so if you had a bunch left you could burn them to kind of track down who exactly you wanted to play so you could steal cubes from each other with the secure hvt classified okay and um so it did come down to schwan who was like the leader of the personal flash paper yeah so he had like all the clues and was like their mastermind and he was playing mark nelson who did have the final cube in the last round, but they had a close game and Mark held on to it. And Mark was kind of like a lone wolf. He was just working with just a couple other people Yeah. Uh, when I was talking to him later. But the guy he was working with and him both had won. He won the tag death match, and this other guy won the ITS. So they started out with like a really good clue card. Yeah. So between the two of them and what, with what they were able to purchase and piece together, they had a really good idea. Mm. So Mark knew that he had one of the three possible winners and oh. i think this guy greg had two of the three yeah but it ended up that mark had it in the end uh, so okay so mark nelson won if i can pull it out yeah yeah and then he ended up getting the iron man award for the best the person who played in three games three events three or three tournaments over the yeah. weekend and then did the best okay in all of them so he placed high in the its and then saturday i think he was pl- or friday i think he was playing like eighth edition and he did pretty good there okay so he was the winner for that. The, cool. The loser of the weekend was for people who played in three tournaments, which was only like 16 or 17. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad tracking. But uh, Sam Stewart, mm. he got a Star Wars T-shirt, <laughs> picture of Princess Leia on it with a blaster. and said, don't call me princess. <laughs> and he was a good enough sport to put on the lady size shirt. <laughs> and then kind of to round it out it came down to the club challenge yeah which the top two clubs going into it would have to do a pint hold to compete mm. and it was skull bros awesome and personal flash paper so it was nebrolian yeah and bubbles and bubbles was recruited yeah flash paper before the the whole tournament began so uh bubbles are going he's got prior pint hold experience <laughs> true he was talking to me about strategies when we were driving in the car so uh, nice. <laughs> yeah so those bros yeah, I think they went like nine and a half or almost... I don't think they cracked ten minutes. Holy shit. But go home, take a pint out, fill it with beer, water, whatever, and then hold it <laughs> for nine minutes. Do do a test and see how long you can do it because these guys are fucking champions, man. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Well, in the end, finally, Nebrolian went down. Mm. Bubbles Glamour Muscles won out. Bubbles finally <laughs> took a fucking victory in the feats <laughs> yeah. of strength, huh? So, yeah. Call the personal flash paper. Yeah. Took home no the, the shit. fucking prize. Cool. Um, but yeah, they definitely deserved it. Brad was like the ultimate cat wrangler and yeah. running around making sure they had maximum participation points yeah. in everything. And as part of their reward, uh, they got the Immortan Joe breastplate. <laughs> and then they got little plaques. And then 
Um, the Morton Joe mask actually went to Rotor, who got the Best in Show award. Uh, and I, What's Best in Show for? For just having the best painted army over the course of the weekend. Okay. So each tournament had its own prizes. Yeah. Or, you know. Painting, painting appearance sure. prize. So that was like the best of the best. So he okay. took that home. And cool. then Mark Nelson for the Iron Man Award, he got the the fucking junk plate of, uh-huh. from the Amor and Joe costume, like yeah. the Wisco skull with the flames and the chains hanging down. Yeah. So he got some really cool awards. Oh, the, the cod piece? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the fucking cod piece. Now, did we do a mustache competition? We did, Yeah, right? the mustache we, contest we forgot that was there. still going on. That was Saturday. So the uh, I entered myself into the fray. Ah. It wasn't a winner, but yeah, um, yeah the the troops were actually rocking that pretty good. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of nice stuff floating around. Fucking cool guy had a nice walrus manliest mustache. Oh yeah, he was rocking that all weekend. Zach, just a handsome fellow, of course, <laughs> oh, yeah. wearing the handsomely her suit. <laughs> uh, David Caven, I think, had a peach fuzz. Oh, yeah, or no, he had a creative cookie duster. Yeah. Because uh, I think he just took a marker. And then where his sideburns should be, he wrote, I think he wrote sideburns. <laughs> and then, like, where his mustache should be, he wrote mustache. <laughs> and then Peach Fuzz. I can't remember who took that. I think Quentin maybe. Little Q? Yeah, Little Q took yeah. that one. Okay. And then uh, Fenske took the Creepster uh. for the Skull Bros. And then uh, Flanders, ah, of course, yeah. was the beastly beard. Can't, I can't found myself admiring Flanders' beard while he was playing. I couldn't. I don't even remember what game it was. Yeah, I think it was forty k. But I was like, God damn, that's a hell of a beard. We were chon- talking to him, and he said that he never, most of his life, he's just shaved, and he never considered it until Wapaka, <laughs> when they had a like two years ago. He started coming when they're like, Oh yeah, you got to grow your shit out, and he's like, grew out the massive beard. He's like. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a pretty good look for me. <laughs> <laughs> the I was watching the 40k narrative, and Ryan had all kinds. Nickel run it, ran it. He had all kinds of real cool props going, like a planet with all these little pins in it, and a satellite yeah. moon with pins in it, and is pretty cool and over the top. And sounded like everybody was having a real awesome time yeah, with that too. So, so the tos, pretty much all of them, did a really good job. We had a lot of different events. And so the only real complaints I heard from the weekend were the attitudes in infinity of a couple of the <laughs> personal flash paper <laughs> fellas. <laughs> what? <laughs> Man, that's a couple of maybe some people were being a little too serious with it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's the only negative I bit I heard about the about whole that, weekend. But yeah. It seemed like everybody's pretty chill, laid back. Although during the ITS, I was working on my own shit for the narrative. But yeah. Okay. It was a little high strung then, but the yeah. Sunday was totally laid back. The narrative worked fucking awesome. I don't. I'm not probably gonna do that again. Yeah. I'll, maybe in a couple of years or something I'll do it. Yeah. Um, but if somebody wants to do that, they just have to contact me. I can tell you exactly how I did it. Maybe and give give you some of the cards because it'd be really easy to jigger it up and just have a different cube be the champion. Sure. Um, okay. I just needed a couple minor tweaks for for the pacing again. Yeah. But otherwise, it works solid. I'm definitely going to do one next year. A, nar- a narrative campaign. Yeah. Um, some about it is it's just really easy to do stuff like that. I don't know if it's because it's close to our world. Yeah. You know, it's just the future, but it is the same people. Yeah, that live now. Okay. You know, their descendants. Yeah. Um, and just the the mission aspect and the kind of list building and stuff like that. I think it really lends itself. The kind of that narrative stuff. I'll be doing something a little different, but um, it will be a narrative kind of chill, laid back, take it easy kind of event. Okay. Because I, I had fun doing it. My goal it's is like, to have an Infinity Force painted for next PACA. So. Oh, excellent. I excellent. got plenty of time here. 
Yeah, so that kind of wrapped it up. Sunday we went to Schuler's again, where yeah. they had the all you keep, all you could eat chicken strips once again. Oh lord, we got I got those this year. They were so fucking good. Like oh. thinking about it, there's no way you think that they could be good. Yeah. But you come out and they're fucking amazing. And then everybody who didn't get that are like, I'm such an idiot. Like why don't I get the all you could eat chicken strips? Yeah. They're like ham breaded, fucking delicious. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, and I dropped off bubbles on Sun or Monday. Monday morning, yeah, or sometime. Uh, we had a breakfast with a lot of the people who were hanging around, and then took off. So you work didn't work Monday either. I didn't work Monday. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just kind of now. This is Thursday, catching up, <laughs> sleep because. After I read Wapaka, I don't really sleep that well because my mind's racing. About what you can do. About <laughs> uh, what you can do, what I can yeah. work on. Because I was really excited for like my saga stuff because there's an impromptu saga going on Sunday. Sure. And, uh, you, know, you just have a race in mind that just can't quiet it down because I'm thinking about my saga stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be sweet. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, and I'm like, for the narrative next year, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, for the fear <laughs> of the road, I can do this. I got an idea on what I can host next year. I just had to find a way to gauge in- input. How, what the level of interest would be, but we'll talk about that. Okay. Let's wrap up Packa here and take a break. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Another so let's just do fucking phenomenal Packa. It's going to be yeah, January 26th to the 29th next year. Okay. So the date's already set. It's pretty much tied to Pro Bowl weekend. Yeah. So it'll always be between the NFL championships and sure. the Super Bowl. And yeah, it's fucking awesome. Everybody loved it. The new format worked pretty good. There's going to be a couple more tweaks as we transition away from some of the old Packa stuff. To the new, I mean, there's always going to be some some changes ahead, but we're not afraid to take risks, and people have a fucking blast. Yeah, um, yeah. After this one, we are like super pumped. After the previous packas, we've been, you know, we, we know it went well, but we're kind of exhausted, and we're like, right. how many how many more years do we have to do this? Like, we're, we're just tired of it. But after this one, we're I don't know about Bear, maybe he is still tired, <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm fucking pumped, and I'm like, yeah. How many years can can we do this? Like, can it last? Like, because how big can it get? Keep doing Uh, it. Yeah. Okay. Um, So super pumped. Big thanks to everybody who came. Everybody who helped out. You know, basically everybody, every person who contributes. Yeah, everybody makes it a little bit better. Yeah. uh, With their efforts. So. Okay. Sweet. Thanks. Let's take a break. We're gonna do a music pick here. Yeah, let's go for it. It's gonna be. Molly and the Zombies. This is a side project of Brian Fallon from the Gaslight Anthem, and this tune is called Red Lights. After 
Fucking regular book back on for this the usual guy. stuff, yeah. Yeah, back on track. So I finished reading up Half the World by Joe Abercrombie, which is book two in the Shattered Sea series. Mm-hmm. And pretty goddamn good. Book three just arrived from the library today, so I'll be picking that up. Mm-hmm. But it was really good. It's got some fucking, got a cool twist at the end, of course, as mm-hmm. you would expect. And you're really fucking learning to love these characters. They're pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend it. Some Sometimes it feels like it's intended for... Like teenagers, yeah. Know? That's what that is. What it. Oh, that's okay. what it, That's why see. there's no explicit. Yeah. Swears and like. Yeah. Really explicit. Proper f bombs or anything. Uh, no, the violence and stuff like that. That aspect. Yeah. You know, and there's but there's like sexual shit unrequited love <laughs> things that are yeah. Uh, it's requited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess so. So I didn't I didn't know that, but I can tell it. So go into it knowing that, but it's still a good read, and it goes quick to. Um, recommend it i'm stoked to get onto the fucking half a war book which yeah. is the third one here and well, i think the reason he does that is more adults read young adult uh, novels yeah, than regular books and also than young adults reading <laughs> yeah <laughs> that makes sense given the fucking 
intellectual level. <laughs> 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 Motherfuckers these days. So, you know, I've been very much enjoying that. It's reading every night. and Yeah, so far, two thumbs up. Oh, excellent. Well, last time my recommendation was The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemison. This one blew me away. That's the one yeah. with the earthquakes and magic and catastrophes and stuff like that and just surviving through the ages. So this is, uh, I'm reading The Killing Moon. This is our first book, our first series. I'm working through it right now. Yeah. It's not quite blowing me away uh, the way that the fifth season was, but you know, if this is our first one, yeah. then, of course, there's some learning. There's going to be some learning, but, but it's pretty good. There's a lot of like world building, and um, it seems like a lot of fantasy books are just like all about world building now Yeah, rather than characters and plots, but right. it's pretty cool. Going into it, I was like, ugh. I don't want to have to like figure out how everything works all over again. <laughs> Maybe it's just kind Another of kind of weary of world building and yeah, in general. But um, yeah, so maybe it just hit me at the wrong time. But so far, it's going pretty pretty good. I'm about halfway through, I can give the vinyl final verdict for next time. Okay, cool. But the fifth season, definitely check that one out. Yeah, that one is fucking. Yeah, tight. that one I got on my list. So uh, yeah. I might make that our book club book. Oh, the cool. only way I could squeeze it in was to say. Look, this is because she doesn't like fantasy or anything or sci-fi or anything like that. So, it's a fantasy. It was it was a fantasy-ish novel, or it was just like normal. Yeah, it yeah, it's pretty it's pretty fantasy. But, but it was written by a black woman in a genre that's like dominated yeah, by yeah, this white is, men. So I was I that was how I kind of worked tired? it into the book okay. club. Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to figure Manny, out. fucking go lay down. This fucking dog. I've been looking for who's an oddie? like a a fantasy or a sci-fi book to like kind of that we can do and read with Kelly. Yeah. Um, but like you just don't know until you read them. Yeah. And like our rule is, yeah, I'm not gonna read it. You know, we'll just pick one right. and experience it together. Yeah. So, but this, yeah, this one would be really good because um, there's a lot of progressive stuff and interesting ideas in it. But it, there's a lot of fantasy elements that go on so yeah i think it, i think it's a good good pick I, if she's gonna like anything yeah the genre this will be okay this'll be it so cool yeah i'm stoked on that so okay you've been obsessing dog all right so do we have a movie review i hate no, i've <laughs> i have been extremely obsessed with something for about a week and a half now okay so good. my current audiobook which I just want to mention, because it probably will be my obsession next time, because it's really ramping up, is The Lies of Locke Lamora. Oh. It's pretty fucking good. You never listened to that one no, before? No, I didn't. So we'll, I gave up on uh, Snow Crash. I just couldn't do it. It's uh, not that good. Supposedly, it's yeah. kind of genre-defining for steampunk Is that the one with or, hero protagonists? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, that one's okay. I, I couldn't do it. I had to give up. And so I started Lies of Locke, Locke Lamora, and it's really fucking good. So I'll talk about that next time. But my current obsession also plays into what I could foresee running at Wapaka next year. Okay, okay. And that's Magic the Gathering, my friend. Holy shit. <laughs> Just blew my mind. <laughs> so, 5th edition and before, and Tempest expansion and before, me and my buddy Shitty Schmitty have been playing Magic, and... I've been just obsessing, building decks for all week and nice. pouring over cards. and So I'm thinking I can do a early, like, 97 and before, like I said, 5th edition and before, Tempest and before, Magic Tournament. Just run however the fuck I think it makes sense to run Magic Tournaments because I'm not going to look into how Magic Tournaments are run before I do this. Uh-huh. So 
and do that for um, next year's Wapaka as like an evening event. So I think they go pretty fi- pretty fast. Yeah. And how many people are really going to have cards for this kind of thing? So I don't know that there'll be enough people that even have the equipment to play it. But I've been looking just. I think there should be. I've been balls deep in this for the last week and yeah, a half. Yeah, whenever you talk about that, there's obviously emails and like Twitter comments and stuff from yeah. people that people always perk up. So because yeah, a lot of yeah people's like teenage years yep, and just like myself stuff, and <laughs> a lot of people still have them so yeah. you know tucked away somewhere so that that'd be really awesome yeah so uh, I'm I'm thinking that'd be a pretty fucking pretty cool thing to do like sixty card decks fifteen card sideboards and something like that but I I have to get some basic idea of what I'm going for for the Wapaka thing but we'll flesh that out once we get around like July or so. Um, if I can get enough people that seem to be interested, or maybe I'll just do it and come up with the idea, and we'll see who who the fuck signs up. But mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm fucking. I don't know what it is. It is kind of nostalgic, and I think that's a that's mm-hmm. a huge part of it. But it's also just fucking fun and interesting, and you don't really have to do anything except think about combinations and how shit's gonna play out. And plus, every time I play it, it's a fucking vape fest and a <laughs> alcohol fest. <laughs> I just pound a beer. So you think Schmitty would? Would come to Wapak. Ah, he just might actually. In. Yeah, I bet he would. Yeah, he, he's okay. pretty. Fun. We're gonna have a first time discounts. Oh yeah, first timers next year. Okay, cool. Price yeah. was an issue for some. Me and him just get together and fucking break each other's balls. Just talk a lot of shit. There's text text messages go back and forth all the time. Just shit talking. And <laughs> <laughs> whenever I order something new, here's a picture of the package that arrived, and a message that says, "Get your butthole ready." <laughs> That's kind nice. of shit. So it's fun. Like all aspects of it are fun. And cool. I never went down to the game store and tried playing the new shit, nor do I really have any interest in it based on the people I see playing down there most of the time. So it's clearly going to be an old school thing for me. Awesome. <laughs> either way, super fun. That should be fun. What have you been obsessing over, buddy? Um, You know what? I've been watching the Shannara Chronicles, bro. Shannar? Shannara Chronicles. You know what that is? Did you read the Shannara books when you were a kid? No. Okay. I was a babysitter club breeder, my friend. Uh, <laughs> Goosebumps. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was well after my time. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I checked it out. It's on MTV is the network that's doing it. Yeah. So basically, um, I wasn't expecting much from it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's pretty good. Like, <laughs> um, you know, it's like network TV, so the some of the... Yeah, there's not going to be boobs or anything. Which yeah. It's probably not worth watching there's, then. No, there's a <laughs> decent amount of sexual explicit material and violence and stuff like that. And the the graphics and stuff are really, like, really good. Yeah. Like, um, watching that Bruce Campbell, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, the graphics yeah. and that and, like, this. Like, <laughs> TV days. shows can do, like, really... Huh. No, they're, bo- they're, they're both, they're both, like, really good. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm guessing kind of that movie magic is being unlocked in, in with television producers yeah because like there's a lot of cool shit so yeah i read the i've read the first seven shannara books when i was like a young fellow because like there's like an original trilogy but they're not really related yeah they get lumped together and then there's like a quadrilogy where they are related that came out in like the mid 90s and that's kind of when I was reading them, so I've been like in high school or something like that. Sure, so I've always liked them. People kind of rip on them for being, especially the first ones, Tolkien clones, because uh, there's elves, dwarves, and stuff, and yeah. humans, and stuff like that. And there's like this dude <laughs> Alanon, who's like a Gandalf ripoff, <laughs> who doesn't drink. Um, but <laughs> later on, he plays into like it being like a post-apocalyptic yeah. kind of world, and like 
elves are just like mutated humans and dwarves are like mutated. Okay. Stuff like that. So the show does a really good job of showing that in kind of differentiating it from like the Lord of the Rings shit. And then it's badass that um, the dude they got to play Alanon, who in the books he's kind of in between Gandalf and Baez. Okay. Like he's a wizardly dude, but Kind of and he's kind of a dick, him. but he's not a big a dick as Baez yeah. from the first law. <laughs> but the dude they pick was Crixus from um, Spartacus. Spart- yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's fucking ripped. And he's got cool tattoos. And, like, the yeah. magic's really cool. Okay. Cool looking. And Barks he us. does a good job um, just being a non-Gandalf dude and kind of being a badass. Okay. So, so that's cool. I guess he, he did do a lot of fighting in the books. <laughs> but, yeah, it's pretty good. Cool. Or episode five or six. All the costumes and like it's got a pretty high production value yeah. in, in some respects. Is it true to the books? Do you remember? Or? Yeah, so it's based off the second book in the series. Yeah. So which takes place, you know, it's like the kind of nephews of the original people. Okay. Follows one family, so it's kind of like got like a Game of Thrones vibe because yeah. there's a lot of shit that happened thirty years before, basically. Like, um, Lord of the Rings went down 30 years before, like, with Sauron and shit. You know, their version of it, and then this is picking up Yeah, 30 years later, and there's demons and shit like that. So, it's fucking cool. Like, Sweet. I think, like, John Favreau <laughs> is involved with that. Yeah. So, he must have been the spirit. But, yeah, I guess every... Any network can have an awesome show now. If you just <laughs> give people money and just let them do whatever they want, it'll turn out pretty good. <laughs> okay. So cool. We're watching it. Kelly's enjoying it. Yeah. All right. Sweet. So, what yeah. do you got for a fucking point hammered history, bro? Uh, yeah. So that 40k narrative looked pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, I was I did. tying that up. So I was thinking about, you know, it might be extra motivation to rebase my demons uh. to rounds because then I could drop in to the next campaign potentially participate yeah sure but that wouldn't be my first 40k army <laughs> do you remember my first dark Eldar? 40, yeah i think yeah. my first and only uh, yeah was dark eldar <laughs> back when whatever edition came out with those dark eldar yeah uh so i had a ton <laughs> of plastic warrior dudes basically yeah some of the everything else was al- yeah almost everything else was troop in carriers metal. yeah the troop carriers I didn't have that many because I was still kind of broke college yeah. student back then. Yeah. So those were kind of expensive. So I just had a couple. <laughs> Spent a lot of time shooting them up with my Imperial Guard. Yeah. So I just had a ton of ground sloggers. And then I made grotesques out of like zombie yeah, I remember bits. That. And like, remember those? It was a cool. I'd have like a grotesque meat shield and kind of run them across. Yeah. Because they could absorb hits pretty good. Yep. Um, but they were painted. I remember. They're basically black, and then for the armor plates, I would outline them with, like, Ultramarines blue. Yeah. And then I would do, like, a really dark blue wash. Like, I think it's called, like, Nightshade or something like that for some reason. And then it'd be kind of shiny, and then it'd be kind of, like, a little bit of outline on the armor plates. And then I'd just paint... Like, pale skin? No, because they didn't really skin. have any skin showing. Uh, helmets and shit? Okay. No, because I purposely didn't use any yeah. <laughs> any of the faces. Yeah. And then I just painted the silver silver. And, like, that was... I don't even think I really based them. Yeah. If I think about it. What it um, probably mid-2000s. 
I sold those babies on eBay. Never really After, did much. Yeah, because we got more into fantasy. Yeah. After watching that narrative campaign, I was kicking myself for selling all that old Imperial Guard shit. <laughs> yeah. Now that shit would be classic and epic. Mm-hmm. Be cool as shit. That'd be fucking cool. So, yeah, I have. And we played in a little tiny tournament. Yeah. At J-Cole. At J-Cole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was my like first tournament four by ever fours, for yeah. anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking fun, but we had moved on to fantasy yeah. pretty hard by then. So I was knee-deep in dwarf beards by then. <laughs> that's yeah, as deep so as you can get in dwarf beards. <laughs> it's knee-deep. That's, that's our nugget of point-hammered history. Sweet. You got a podcast of the month, Hastings? I do have one. I don't know if we've talked about it before or not, but as a podcast note, I saw the Black Sun came back and have yeah, declared themselves that. an AOS podcast now. Oh, nice. <laughs> So I was listening through those, but what I want to talk about is Freakonomics Radio, which okay, we cool. probably have touched on this before, but it's been a while, and I've been listening to a lot of it because I have a bunch queued up. It's really fucking good. It's like a sort of the economics of different things and anything you can think of, really. It's really fucking cool. It's an NPR show, of course. I've been way more into anything but gaming podcasts lately, uh, so yeah. I've been, I just mostly stop. I still listen to the fluff type ones like if garage hammer does a f- some fluff coverage but otherwise just not interested in listening to like gw's 2015 year review cycle or, man yeah you listen is. to that stuff then you will he's get gotta, he's gotta hang on to it until it sounds appealing and at some point yeah. it will but you just look at it like ugh, no nah, don't care no, or like tournament really? coverage who fucking cares dude yeah. like not interested so been doing a lot of other other shit um like Freakonomics, for instance. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend just go okay. get the fucking yeah, next episode. Yeah, I've listened to that one a bunch and can second that yeah. recommendation. Sweet, it's man. It's quite interesting. What? So a new fucking segment here. New segment here. here. Yeah, thanks to old Davy Calkins. Yeah. So we're going to do the useful hobby product segment. <laughs> Need to work on that name. <laughs> so we're going to alternate each, yeah. month, each episode talking about one hobby tool or implement or something that mm-hmm. we think is useful and everybody else should know about yeah or we're trying to get the word out so i'm gonna start and it's gonna be this month it's actually a paint that i use which is reaper walnut brown is this a wash or actual paint it's a paint it's in the master series reaper and i okay. got um probably three or four bottles of this because i never <laughs> want to run out the number is nine one three six okay so its color is like a really, really dark gray. It, it looks like in the bottle. It's almost black. Yeah. But when you paint it on, like it's it's a little thin. It's a little translucent. So it kind of tones down that darkness and kind of ends up a little bit more gray. So it's like a dark gray. Okay. I don't know why it's called walnut brown. <laughs> and you, if you look online Maybe you're not at the color <laughs> swatches, yeah. it shows as like a reddish brown. Maybe you're just so not shaking it well. It's <laughs> misleading. No, I'm sh- I shake the shit out of it. Okay. Um, but if you if you go to a Google image search, you can see some bottles. Yeah. And it, it looks like almost black in the bottle. Okay. But when you look at it on the site, it looks like a reddish brown. So yeah. it's really misleading. So what kind of use is But the number is 9136. So you've probably heard that you should never use white in your painting or only for like the starkest highlights on purpose. Like you shouldn't just as a matter of course mix in white into your highlights because it's too stark right and you should use like a bleach bone creams or, like or grays, a, creams yeah. or, or a light gray or something like that yeah. so 
Uh, I think that also applies to blacks, and you shouldn't really use a true black okay. unless you know that's part of your design. So this is what I use yeah. instead of the true black for a dark color. Mm. So going around, um, you know, like eyes or something, you know, sure. Two instead of two black dots or whatever, it's two two. I use these gray ones, so it's just not as harsh, and I think you get a more kind of realistic yeah. model in the end. And um, I think I think it works good. I I use it on every army almost every model that i use because it's a it's like a go-to kind of a dark gray color whenever you need a, a dark black or something because you can whatever color it is it, it kind of works it kind of goes with it so yeah reaper walnut brown 9136 it, it's kind of slightly transparent like i was saying so you can actually um if you're painting on a dark color you can almost it creates like a gradient on its own like um it's hard to explain, but yeah. just just monkey around with it. Okay. And uh, it's definitely this. I, I never want to run out of it. This is my, <laughs> my standby. It's a staple. Walnut brown. Yeah, nine one three six. I have a couple other standbys, but um, that's going to be a different different episode. We can chat about those. So if you haven't picked them up, uh, next time you're at like Acon or something like that, just raid the the Reaper booth and pick these <laughs> bad boys up or add them. You can have a miniature market or the war store. I'll okay. Just, um, if I need to hit like minimum shipping or something, uh, this is something that I'll add because I know I know that I use it because pretty much every model has some of this color on it somewhere. It's my go-to dark. So. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, man. Uh, do we have Mr. Hastings a sex toy? Oh, <laughs> we do, my friend. <laughs> oh boy. I've been doing some digging, trying to find something interesting here. Whoa! What have you what heard? The fuck? What the fuck is that? Of a vac bed? Oh, no. <laughs> so this is like a technique for immobilization. Let me make sure I got the right video here. So it's essentially this is a really good model here. It's essentially it looks okay. like Luke Skywalker when he's encased and whatever. Or no, Han Solo. Oh yeah, Han Ca- Solo. Sorry. When he's encased in whatever the fuck he gets encased in, when you're in it, you just get a tiny breathing tube and oh, you're my suction God. cupped in. So I could skip yeah, ahead here. Look so at this. It looks- <laughs> oh my Check god, is that, is, is that the dick hanging out? It's a woman here. Oh, I don't know. I think it's kind of a vibrator or something. Just like a breathing hole. Oh my god. Wow, <laughs> it looks weird. like. Oh my god, that's exactly what it looks like. It's like sealing yourself in like carbonite. So you, get the, you can kind of thrash around a little bit. There's a guy like kind of wiggles his way across the floor, like similar to the worm. Mm-hmm. It's like a latex bed that sucks you in and you can't fucking move at all. Wow, that is... Isn't that fucking weird and cool? <laughs> It'd be interesting just to be in... Yeah. I don't understand what's sexual about this, but I'm sure it'd be an interesting I sensation. Like, like, this just guy's being clearly got a fucking bone going. <laughs> yeah, he's in a bone zone. So I think... Looks like he flipped it up before they activated the vac. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just about being helpless and at somebody else's mercy. And clearly you can use ice cubes to torture your victim that's inside uh, the vac bed. Okay. Is this the event you were actually talking about for, for <laughs> Wapaka next year? <laughs> Set up the vac beds? Well, I think it would be... A sh- the wife and I were looking at th- this video yesterday, and it seems like it would be a little fucking weird and scary because you've got to feel like you can't yeah, breathe if you're I in can't. there. Yeah, I can't. Like, like, I wouldn't be able to cover my face like those people did. <laughs> like, they just had tubes running into it. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Crazy. so yeah. fucking strange. So if you're Vac-beds. bored, go on, like, XNXX or Pornhub or something and type in VACBED, all one word, V-A-C-B-E-D, mm-hmm. in the search. And then just, uh, this one's called VACBED Introduction oh. Q. 
kink engineering, and it seems to be the best one on the market. I don't <laughs> you know, know how much probably, these babies run. Yeah. Probably like a grand. It's probably no joke, but... Mm-hmm. Well, Bear Bear built a custom vacuum former. You should maybe talk to him because they just uses like a vacuum to like suck out all the air. Yeah, like that's how he made uh, the Morton Joe breastplate and, and stuff like that. Oh, he actually was a, made that. Yeah, he made he homemade a vacuum former. I he wonder. Heat up the plastic, suck out the air, like pulls it down. Maybe he uh, maybe he's already got a vac bed. He yeah, crystal in a vac bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he came up with he figured that out, and then he's like, "Oh, I could apply this to Warhammer stuff." <laughs> <laughs> so, either way, pretty fucking weird and cool. Check out Vac wow, Bed. That yo. is fucking bizarre. It's amazing. <laughs> Expanding your horizons. Yeah, Rogers. you think you could pick that up on Amazon, dude? Oh, uh, probably. Just fucking click through the point dot com. Yeah, link wet these beaks. You heard it here. <laughs> he stinks. He's as poor as he's ever been. It's true. I got. He's riddled. Can't, I don't depths. close in the house till like the 25th of March here, so it's going to be a fucking issue. Got to wet these beaks, gentlemen. Yeah. Okay, let's kick it out with the question, question of, of the month. month. Yeah. Well, hold on. On a related note, okay. we're gonna, once Davey sends in his address, we'll get the prize yeah, out. Yeah. We'll announce what that is next, what we send him next time. Okay, so, so Davey, give us your addy. Yeah. And we'll tell you Dave Talkins. Yeah. Could be that the vac bed, buddy. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Free vac bed session with Mr. Hastings. <laughs> <laughs> you can be the dominer or the dominee. Yeah. Wait, wait. Whatever's cool. <laughs> yeah, so question of the month. So I shared a paint of mine that is like my go-to standby. Mm-hmm. I would be curious to hear what everybody else is. If you could only recommend one specific paint one color, one brand that everybody needs to have in their collection and what you use it for. Yeah. So just one, I, like your number, your your top pick, drop yeah. us a line and we can chat more about it yeah. on the next episode because I'd be curious to hear because I have a few more, but um, yeah, this fucking walnut brown, it's nice. It's one of my favorites. Mm. I want to I wanna know what else I'm, I'm missing out on. <laughs> All right, sweet. <laughs> Okay. We're going to go out here with a little more Molly and the Zombies. This tune is called Smoke. Suck my motherfucking balls. Breaking 
coffee yesterday banana coffee <laughs> yeah it tastes like normal coffee from where upstairs yeah from that whatever coffee place in yeah there. and that tastes like coffee but then when you burp it feels like you ate a banana 